Welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Jeff Brownson, and I'm your host. My full-time job is managing the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. That group is made up of over 60,000 people who travel the world using miles and points. Our group members not only love to learn about award travel, but they are happy to share, teach, and help others learn to travel the world on any budget. This podcast not only gets into the details of award travel and using miles and points, but it also takes a look at my life running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members as they travel the world. Before we get into this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. The Award Travel 101 podcast is brought to you by Thrifty Traveler Premium. Over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Never miss a cheap flight or a mistake fare again. Sign up today for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. So we have a little bit of an odd situation as I start out hosting this podcast. When I decided to take the job of running Award Travel 101, I already had a big family trip scheduled to South Africa. And wouldn't you know it, that trip was planned for the first two weeks that I would be in charge here. As a result, you're going to get a guest host for these first couple of episodes. We didn't want you to miss any weekly content, so Ed Pizzarello has agreed to step in while I'm wandering the world. Ed is an expert in the miles and points world, a regular business traveler, and a great guy who loves showing his family the world. Enjoy what he's put together for you for these episodes. With that, I think I've said enough, so I'll let Ed take it away. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. As Jeff said, my name is Ed Pizza. I am your temporary host for another week here while Jeff is out seeing the world. They've got me locked in this tiny recording booth for one more week. We're answering your questions on today's show, and in a new segment, we're going to highlight a couple of stories from Award Travel 101's Facebook group this week to make sure that you didn't miss them. We'll cover a great experience with luggage and a really bad experience with one of our members having their accounts hacked with a popular loyalty program. Award Travel 101 is over 60,000 members strong, so there's plenty of news to cover each and every week. First up this week is a question from Mercedes. Mercedes asks if it's better to book a flight from the U.S. to Europe as soon as they go on sale or wait for a hot deal or a mistake fare. Thanks for your question, Mercedes. It's a good one and one that uh, is a lot easier to answer today than maybe it would have been five years ago. Uh, Airlines generally put tickets on sale about a year in advance for flights between U.S. and Europe, with a few exceptions for low-cost carriers. Uh, You know, For any given flight, you can absolutely second-guess your decision to purchase tickets when you did. Prices go up or down without apparent rhyme or reason. As a general rule, I don't think it's a good idea to buy tickets right when they go on sale unless you're significantly constrained by date and routes flown. Specifically, this is for paid tickets. Obviously, if you're booking an award flight and you can find the itinerary you're looking for, grab it. If you're planning to fly economy to Europe and you don't have a strong preference for the airline you fly, there are so many fair sales nowadays that make these sorts of trips truly affordable. And I would say 
once a month or once every six or eight weeks, you're also going to see a pretty good business class deal. I also think it's worth noting that when you're trying to get from the U.S. to Europe, let's just say you live in uh, Ohio and you want to get to Zurich, uh, don't try to find all those pieces at once. Uh, you're you're trying to get that long leg. So figure out how you're going to get from the U.S. to Europe. And if you need to buy a, a low-cost carrier flight to position yourself, maybe from, say, Frankfurt to Zurich, um, those tickets are usually pretty cheap to come by. There's also a great train network in Europe as well. Hope that helps, Mercedes. Next up, Matthew asks what the compensation should be for a United flight delay of more than three hours for a mechanical delay on a flight from Europe. Matthew, your flight delay should be covered by EU 261, legislation in Europe that governs such delays and uh, cancellations. The amount of compensation that you receive will be predicated on how long your flight is in miles uh, or kilometers, since this is Europe, and how long you were actually delayed. Each airline has a formal application process for EU 261 compensation. Uh, you may get pushed back initially, but most of the folks I've spoken with about this have ultimately gotten the compensation that they were entitled to, and the compensation can be uh, quite lucrative for the inconvenience. We'll link to a post in the show notes that talks more about EU 261, and you can also search my podcast, uh, Miles to Go, for an episode that we did on EU 261 with Becky from The Road Less Traveled. Hope that helps. Thanks for the question, Matthew. Kathy sends us a question about a severe delay on a flight to Asia that her daughter took. Her flight arrived 10 hours late, and their bags were three to four days late. <sighs> Ouch. That. That just sounds rough. United Airlines does have compensation for delayed luggage delivery, and they will usually reimburse you for reasonable purchases while you're without your luggage. What level of elite status you hold with United will directly impact how much compensation you get for the delay of the flight and the luggage. You'll want to double check that the flight delay wasn't due to weather. Any compensation for luggage delay shouldn't be impacted by weather, but uh, but your flight delay won't earn her any compensation if it had to do with weather. Lastly, uh, you mentioned that you used a United credit card. If you use the United Explorer credit card, that card does have baggage and trip delay coverage. Your trip delay doesn't sound like it would be long enough to qualify um, for a compensation, but the baggage delay should. Good luck getting that sorted out, Kathy. Uh, next up, Michael asks about resources to search what airlines fly certain routes as well as nonstop flight options from a specific airport. Uh, personally, I love Matrix ITA for searching all airlines flying a particular route. It's sort of an old school. Uh, I've used it for years. It's, it's not the cleanest of interfaces, but it's super powerful, especially for all the low-cost carriers in Europe. Uh, that's matrix.itasoftware.com, and we'll put a note to that in the show notes. Uh, also note that if the airline doesn't typically load fares in the GDS like Southwest, for example, they won't appear on ITA. For nonstop flights from a particular airport, I like using the airport's website. They'll generally have a list of all nonstop destinations on their webpage. Uh, lastly, Michael asks about certain planes flying on certain routes with a specific airline. I can't think of a resource off the top of my head uh, for all of those variables in one, but Boeing does have a tracker, uh, for example, for all of their 787 routes on their website. It's uh, pretty cool from an aviation geek standpoint. Thanks for your question, Michael. Uh, 
Uh, Bob asks us about recent changes by American Express, specifically that uh, airline gift cards no longer qualify for the airline fee credit uh, on their charge cards. He asks if this is also true if he bought a Marriott gift card using his Bonvoy Brilliant credit card. Great question. And Bob, I haven't tested this out, but if you're purchasing the gift card at a hotel, I have a high degree of confidence that a purchase on property should work for that $300 credit. In similar situations in the past where I've needed to purchase something on property or when I've heard from uh, other individuals that I know in the travel world, um, those purchases are generally, even gift card purchases, are seen as uh, a hotel purchase uh, when it codes to your credit card. Uh, Report back on this so we can help out your fellow Award Travel 101 members if you take the plunge. And thank Thanks so much for your question. Megan has a question for us about booking uh, last-minute deals. She doesn't plan far in advance and wants to find uh, great deals. I hear you, Megan. I don't plan terribly far in advance either, though I do have some friends who book their trips uh, well over a year in advance, even before the booking windows open, and they're ready to pounce when it's time to book. Uh, I'd love to be in that that spot, but uh, unfortunately, I just uh, just haven't been able to get that far ahead. There, you know, there are plenty of resources out there. Uh, I think I'd start with a couple that um, that involve Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, I would follow the Flight Deal. That's at the Flight Deal. And I would also follow uh, God Save the Points, whose Twitter handle is at God Save the Point. Uh, these are two great resources for travel deals, with many of the deals they report on uh, having uh, availability within 90 days of, uh, of their posting, some uh, uh, a week or two. The Flight Deal posts consistently about deals throughout the day, focusing on a specific uh, number of cities in the U.S. to destinations in Europe, uh, South America, Asia, and Australia. And they have a formula for what qualifies as a good deal uh, on their site. And you can certainly read about their criteria on the site and uh, and look for flights that are either from a town uh, airport, a home airport close by you, um, or an airport that you know you might be able to easily get to with, say, a low-cost carrier or maybe a cheaper flight that you can get on points. Uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, God Save the Points, where uh, which is run by uh, Gilbert, writes uh, when he finds a really good deal, and I would say you'll probably see a good deal from him at least once a week. And while Gilbert's blog is uh, God Save the Points, plural, he couldn't afford the S on the end on Twitter, so it's just point singular. Hope that helps you out. We've got two stories to cover from AT101's Facebook group this week, but our last reader question today is my favorite. So indulge me for just a second as Ashish, uh, very humorously tongue-in-cheek, asked if Timbits are better than regular donuts. For folks who don't know me well, I am a complete donut fanatic. Timbits are Tim Horton's version of donut holes. Uh, Tim Horton's as a whole is a pretty decent mass-produced donut. Their tidbits are pretty awesome, too, especially the ones with the birthday cake sprinkles in them. Ashish, thanks for letting me nerd out on donuts for just a minute. Okay, turning to stories that you need to be keyed in on from Award Travel 101's Facebook group. First up is John's story about having all of the points stolen from his Hilton Honors account. You know, I know this is a, a common occurrence, but it was still painful to see other folks weigh in with their own horror stories here. Uh, most loyalty programs will do the right thing when this happens and replace your points. 
However, that might always might not always be the case in the future. You can and should protect yourself. Make sure you pick a difficult, unique password. The unique part is important with uh, with all the successful hacking attempts using the same password across multiple websites means you're vulnerable in a variety of ways when your password is compromised on a single site. Consider using a password app like One Password, which securely creates and stores incredibly complex passwords, making it easier to change them on a regular basis. Uh, read all about John's bad luck with his Hilton account in the Ward Travel 101 Facebook group and learn from John's misfortune. Take a moment now to make sure that not only your Hilton account, but all of your accounts are protected. Uh, lastly, I'd say you're going to want to think about a service like uh, Award, uh, Award Wallet in that uh, you know the beauty of something like a word wallet is that it'll track all of your points balances for you. Now, it won't prevent you from getting hacked, to be clear, but it gives you instant updates on your points balance when you're checking uh, their site on a regular basis, and it can give you alerts in certain situations when points are redeemed from an account and your balance changes. And those sort of things can be helpful to catch these problems as early as possible when they happen. So the, the moral of the story here is to make sure you've got a good strategy for protecting your points. It's just like you wouldn't give someone your bank password, you want to protect your password for your loyalty points the same way. Their money, just a different sort of currency. Last story of the day is from John, one of the moderators of the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. John owns a Briggs & Riley suitcase that has seen a ton of miles. Recently, the frame broke on his suitcase, so he had to send it in for repair. Uh, I was drawn to the story because I've been a Briggs & Riley guy for over a decade. I don't want this to sound like too much of an infomercial, but Briggs & Riley has the best warranty in the industry. If you break it, they'll fix it forever, free of charge, with maybe a shipping charge if your repair can't be done at a local repair shop. Uh, I've personally uh, had my suitcase shipped off and repaired, and I have a, I have a main Briggs & Riley bag, a Transcend bag that I've used for a long time that has well over a million miles on it. Anyway, uh, John sent his suitcase off to be repaired, and a few weeks later received it back, essentially good as new. There were no questions asked, just his Briggs & Riley suitcase repaired and back in his possession, ready to go for the next trip. Whether you break it or the airline breaks it, Briggs & Riley has your back. They don't care how it got broken. This thread on Award Travel 101 is pretty popular with over 100 comments at the time of our recording with both positive and uh, horror stories that people have had with their luggage uh, over the years. Definitely one to take a peek into to get an idea of what you should be thinking about buying the next time you're in the market for a suitcase. Well, I think that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Jeff is back in control of the ship next week. We've got plenty more questions to answer and plenty of topics to cover. We're just getting started with the Award Travel 101 podcast. What uh, Richard Kerr started six months ago has continued to grow each and every week because you guys are downloading the show and rating the podcast in places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you haven't told a friend about the Award Travel 101 podcast or the Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Seriously, though, uh, I wanted to share my own moment of thanks with each of you for submitting your questions and listening while I filled in here on the podcast. Richard's shoes were definitely big ones to fill, even on a temporary basis. I love 
connecting with travelers each and every day. I hope if I can help you that you'll reach out to me. You can find me at on social media at Pizza in Motion, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and blogging each and every day at pizzainmotion.com. And if you like this podcast thing, come check out my podcast, Miles to Go, where we cover the best in travel each and every week. I'll look forward to hearing Jeff take over the podcast next week, waiting to see what his first uh, topic will be about. Until the next time I get to join each of you, a special thanks to the 60,000 members of the Award Travel 101 Facebook group for helping each other travel better.